All right, brothers, welcome back to another episode of Porn and the Gospel. I am your host, Spencer Sutton, and it's great to be here with you. It's 2024. Can you believe it? It's amazing how the time has flown by. And here we are. And just wanted to, before we get into today's episode, I do want to make you aware of some changes that are going to be happening. As you probably already know, I have a course uh, at naturalpornkiller.com and um, that's obviously has you know there's several hundred of you who have uh, signed up in 2023 and have been going through that material going through that content well what I'm doing is I am consolidating everything to the manofvalor.com and so that's all going to be taking place over the next several weeks and this is really just to consolidate onto one platform. I've, I'm on a couple of different platforms, and I want to just get to where all I have to do is update one. So if you want to be a part of the Man of Valor, the modern Man of Valor is what I call it, then please visit that website, see what it's all about. If it's something that you're interested in doing, now this is a community, a group that we're building. Uh, we meet every Tuesday night, and we... Uh, talk about uh, we talk about the gospel. We talk about our struggles, and we encourage each other. Like we, there's no hiding. There's no pretending. There's nobody there that is um, at more advanced than somebody else. We are literally just there to encourage each other and to point each other to Christ. And so, if you want to be a part of that group, then absolutely. And the whole purpose for me in building that group is so that men would come in, they would learn, then they would go and live, and then ultimately they would go and lead other men uh, in their own way, uh, right? Help lead and disciple other men. I think this is one of the biggest struggles within our churches today is that we have more consumers than we do producers. We have consumers of sermons, consumers of all kinds of things, but we are not producing anything. Like, we have we have just become so complacent in our walk in our uh, Christian life that um, yeah that we we get bogged down with problems and struggles and we think the Christian life is one thing but it's it's maybe it's not what we're reading in Scripture and so we need to be true to the Word of God we need to look in the Word understand what that is and so this group is. Like, this is what I want it to be. I want it to be a temporary place where men can come in, they can find encouragement, they, they can begin to live their lives, and then they can go and lead other men. So just know that that Natural Porn Killer is going to be redirected in the, in the course of a few weeks to themanofvalor.com, and that's going to be the, the one site that we go from. All right, but that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to just kind of take you back. Uh, I pulled up my journal from um, New Year's, uh, the morning of New Year's Eve. So it was 12-31-23, so just a few days ago. And I just want to like just share some of my thoughts with you as hopefully as an encouragement. And... So we were here in Birmingham spending New Year's Eve. We weren't doing anything special, but it's always an incredible time of year to stop and to think about. I think birthdays and New Year's is a fantastic way to stop and reevaluate your life and to look back and to say, 
to give God praise and honor for uh, his mercies and his grace, and then to look back and to also say, you know, what what's working and what's not working. And this is what I was doing. And and I also think uh, there's a John Piper sermon from 1980. I may have mentioned it here before, but he, he essentially says in 1980, so he was preaching at Bethlehem Church in Minnesota, and he was just talking about how each year is a fantastic it's a, it's a great time to think about your life and to think about your death. Now, this may sound morbid to a lot of people, but ultimately we see this in Scripture. And so I think it's a healthy, healthy thing. So when I'm looking back at 1231, I just want to share some thoughts with you, hopefully to encourage you. And so the, the one passage that I typically go to when my mind starts going here to my life and if my life were to end, did it have meaning? Did I did I accomplish what the Lord wanted me to accomplish? And I think each and every one of you listening to this podcast should be thinking about this. And this is one of the great tragedies. One of the great tragedies is that when you are when you're struggling so much with porn and masturbation, you know, you know you're not living fully in the life that the Lord desires you to. And you, yet you yourself, if you're a believer in Christ, you have this desire for your life to count, to count for him. I'm not talking about making much of yourself. I'm talking about making much of the grace that is in you, the grace that he's given you, making much of the gifts that he's given you, right? We want to be the good stewards. We don't want to hide and bury our gifts because we're, we, we're just racked with shame and guilt because we can't stop looking at pornography. We want to be men on a mission. This is what every true follower of Christ, what every man of God truly wants in their life. And yet we struggle in weakness. We struggle in weakness. So let's take this moment. Let's take this time to step back. Let's look at 2023. Let's think about our life and then let's look forward because brother, you and I don't know how long we have. And so one of the passages I go to is Psalm 39, and I'm going to just read four through seven right here. Oh, this is David. Oh, Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days just a few hand breaths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Surely a man goes about as a shadow. Surely for nothing they are in turmoil. Man heaps up wealth and does not know who will gather. And now, O oh Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. So did you catch this? David is asking, Lord, let me understand how brief my life is. Let, like, Give me a perspective, Father, for all eternity and how small, how short my life is. How, how brief it is. He says it's a few hand breaths. He says it's fleeting. He says it's as nothing. He says it's a mere breath. He says it's a shadow is the way David describes it. 
So you and I are just shadows that appear and then disappear with the setting of the sun. And so when I was writing in my journal, I was like, Lord, what is my life before you? It's soon gone. It's soon gone. And yet, by God's grace and in his patience, he's allowed me to live the 52 years that I have lived at a minimum. And so I asked myself this question, how much longer? And ultimately, when I think of all eternity, I know that it's just a blink of an eye and it will be over. And so how desperately do I need wisdom? I need it. I need it bad. I need it to live. I need it. I need wisdom to live in a manner that's worthy of the gospel. And I admit, I, I don't have that wisdom all the time. I get caught up in thinking, in in believing and practically living my life as if I'm going to live forever or as if this life is all there is. Isn't that what sexual sin is all about? It's like, give me something now because I don't want to wait for something else. Many men, many men go to sexual sin maybe before they're married because they don't want to wait for a good gift that God will give them in marriage. And so they, if you're young and you're you're not married, this is this is the story maybe. Or if you're married, because what we, once we realize is that, hey, because we get married does not mean that your struggle with porn goes away. It doesn't. And so men, instead of working to make their relationships more rewarding, and that doesn't necessarily mean more sex, just more fulfilling, Instead of doing that, they turn to pornography. Instead of having hard conversations with their wife, they turn to pornography. We get caught up in thinking this world is all there is, or we get caught up in thinking, I'm going to live a long, long life, and there's plenty of time for me to improve. You know what? Maybe it's not today. Maybe it's tomorrow. And David says, no, no, no. Stop and think. Psalm 90, 10 through 12, the years of our life are 70 or even by reason of strength, 80, yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Oh God, give us wisdom. Teach us to number our days. Teach us to, to believe that time is short. Like brothers, if all we do is work to make money, to pay bills, maybe save a little bit to retire, maybe a vacation here or there, if that's all we're looking forward to, then, then we're not reading the word of God. Then we're not believing his promises and we're not meditating on the word. Like we can't be. Psalm 89, 47 through 48 says, Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created all the children of man. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? So, brothers, if today were it, 
I had to ask myself, how would I feel if if today was my last day? If 12-31-23 was my last day, how would I feel? Would I look back and say 2023 was the absolute best I could give the Lord? And I answered that, no, it wasn't. There's still more that I could have done. There's still more. There's still more adjustments in my life that I need to make. This is what I was telling my my brothers uh, that I meet with on a on a regular basis here in town. I was just telling them that man alive, if the Lord allows me to live through 2024, there's so much more that must be done by His grace, by His power. Job 14, 1 and 2 says, Man who is born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. He comes out like a flower and withers. He flees like a shadow and continues not. Brothers, you and I just don't have long. Satan wants us to believe we have a long time, that there is no urgency in life, but that's not true. That's a lie. That's why we have to keep coming back to the scriptures. We have to keep coming back to the scriptures to get the proper perspective of what life is truly all about. 1 Corinthians 7, 29-31, this is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it, for the present form of this world is passing away. Paul's whole point is you have work to do for the Lord. So don't let your life be caught up in all of the worldliness so that you forget what you're really here for. Like, Time is coming to a close, if not for the entire world, for you, for you. And so it's interesting. I was, I, I had the pleasure of hanging out with my brother and his family. They came into town. They live in Nashville. They came into town. So for two nights on a Thursday night and a Friday night, we went over and had dinner at my parents' house. It's just a fantastic time. We, we always, you know, we migrated to this living room area and we all sat around and told stories and just, it was just, it's just a fantastic time of fellowship. But my brother and I, he's a physician in Nashville. We were talking and we were looking at, I, I wear a device called a whoop and it just tracks my sleep. It tracks my recovery. It tracks my, uh, my, my workouts, all these things. And it gives me different stats. Hey, you slept this way, or here's your heartbeat or whatever. And so we were looking at my resting heart rate and I think my resting heart rate's like a 54 or 50, something like that. And he was like, Hey, that's a good resting heart rate. It's nice and slow. And then he had this comment. He said, you know, your heart only has so many beats in it. <laughs> and like, if you die of old age, if, if, if you die of natural causes, he's like, your heart only has so many beats and then it's done in my heart. If, if, if I look at the scripture and I say like, the years of our life are 70, or maybe even if the Lord allows by strength, maybe they're 80. And I know my life is, is well beyond 50% gone. My heart has expended more than 50% of its beats. What about you? And the truth is, you don't know. You don't know. And so, as we embark on 2024... 
the question I'm asking myself is, will this be the year that I meet Christ face to face? Will he come back? I don't know. Will I go to him? I don't know. But regardless, at the end of 2024, like if 2024 were all that I had left in this life, would I be full of joy or full of regret at the end of it? If on 12-31-24, if it were my last night, would I have done all that I should have done? Will I have said all that I should have said? Will I have shared the gospel as much as I should have shared the gospel? Would I have done what the Lord put on my heart? Like a flower, these are the words, a flower, a shadow, toil and trouble. These are not meant to discourage us, brothers, but they are meant for a sense of urgency. They're meant to give you urgency, which is why Jesus in Luke 12 says this, stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him and at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants who the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at the table and he will come and serve them. Matthew 24, 42, therefore stay awake for you do not know what day your Lord is coming. So brother, are you awake or are you asleep? If you had to characterize 2023, would you say it was a year that I stay that I stayed sedated and asleep and by myself and alone and hiding? I felt really called to tell somebody about my struggle, but instead I just hid it. I'm so scared of what my wife's going to say, so I never told her anything about it. I couldn't confess to my pastor. I didn't tell anybody at my church, and so I just hid and hid and hid. And that, my brother, is not staying dressed and being ready for action. The Lord, the Lord wants you to wants to find you awake when he comes. That's why Jesus said, stay awake, for you do not know what day your Lord is coming, and you don't know the day of your last heartbeat. So awake, brother, awake. Do not sleep. Do not slumber. Do not grow weary, but renew your strength in the Lord. I must live as though my time to depart was very near. So if that's the case in 2024, what would I want to say to those I love? How should I be laboring for the lost? And so I just, as I was writing this, I just thought about probably the man in Scripture, one of the men in Scripture that probably lived with the most urgency, and it was obviously the Apostle Paul in my mind, lived with just an incredible sense of urgency, didn't care anything about the world, his reputation, other than his reputation would would be would be found to bring praise, honor, and glory to God. Like that was all he cared about in his reputation. Other than that, he didn't really care what people thought about him. He just knew 
time was short and, and he had to do what the Lord had called him to do. And so we read this in Acts 20. He says this, and now behold, I am going to Jerusalem constrained by the spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor, my, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention. This is verse 28. He says, pay careful attention. It sounds very much like Jesus when Jesus says, stay awake, stay dressed and ready for action. So Paul phrases it, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God. And he's talking to the elders here, I believe at Ephesus. Care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all who are sanctified. So brothers, Paul was single-minded in his mission. He did not, he did absolutely did not waste his time. He didn't waste his time. He, he spent every moment working to finish and to accomplish the will that God had given him, the, 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 the ministry that God had entrusted to him. He didn't shrink back. He was paying very careful attention to himself and to the churches God had entrusted him to lead. He was alert, and he constantly reminded himself about the lives that were at stake, both Jew and Gentile. Now, brothers, you and I are no Paul, but our hope is that the Lord will sanctify us so that whatever little time that we have left on this earth, and it's truly running out, that whatever time we have left on this earth, that the Lord would use us by his grace and mercy for his good purpose, for his good pleasure, whatever that is. May 2024 be a year where you step out in faith and do some really, really incredible things. Like this is what I'm praying for myself, that the Lord would give me courage and faith and strength, that he would give me more of a sense of urgency, that he would give me more faith in him. And so if I'm praying for more faith in him, guess where I have to go? I have to go to the word because the word is the only place where I can be reassured of his promises. Where the spirit takes the words that are in his book that he inspired 
and fills me up with hope and courage. Then I know that no matter what happens to me in life, that God is ultimately in control, and I can rest in that. I can rest in that. So, brothers, I pray that in 2024, I I would not be consumed with storing up for myself treasure on earth. That I would be salt. (laughs) That I would be used by God to share his word with the church, with, with you brothers, and with those who do not know him. James warns us, he says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit, yet you don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. And that is the message, my friends. 2024, Lord, if you allow us to live, Father, give us, give us power over habitual sin, Father, for your glory. Give us the strength to choose wisely, to choose heavenly rewards over earthly, temporary, fleeting satisfaction. And Lord, that's not just with sexual sin. That is with all manner of worldliness. That, that we have come to believe will satisfy us, Father. I pray, Father, I pray for the brothers listening to this. I pray that you would give them the courage to fight, that you would give them the endurance to fight, that you would give them the strength to fight this good fight of faith, Father. I pray that you would open their eyes to the root and the remedy of this struggle with sexual sin, and it's just faith, Father. It is really ultimately a matter of believing you and taking you at your word, understanding what you say about who I am, our identity in you, and then walking walking in that identity that you've laid out in Scripture, Father. I just pray that men would wake up, that they would stay awake, that they would be dressed and ready for action, that they would be prepared, Father, because none of us knows when our very last breath will be. So, Father, be with us, use us, strengthen us, however you want to use us. Lord, teach us to number our days that we would get a heart of wisdom. And that wisdom would be proven by the fruit of our lives, Father. I pray that we would come out of darkness and live in your wonderful light, and that light would bear fruit for your glory, God, for your glory. Lord, I pray that you would bear much fruit, that we would show ourselves to be your disciples, Father. All right, brothers, 2024, this is it. This is it. Now, one one last thing I would say is, We have been in this group, this Man of Valor, the Man of Valor group. We have been sharing our 2024 targets. And so if you want to join us in this, we're holding each other accountable. I'm about to today, I'm about to put mine in the group, just everything that I said, so that they can hold me accountable. Then go ahead, come and join us. You can go to themanofvalor.com. We'd love to see you there. All right, guys, until next episode, grace and peace to you.